Listen. Are you listening? <laughs> This is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Okay, touch it up. Get on with it. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Thank you so much for joining us here on Radio Taiwan International. Up next for you, I have about 50 minutes of features, and that includes hashtag Taiwan, where I talk to you about some of the trending topics in Taiwan. At least on Taiwan's internet, and then you also have status update where St uh, Tomash and Shirley go over letters from you, the listeners. But we're going to start off like we always do with a little bit of here in Taiwan. Thank you so much for joining us on here in Taiwan, where we come to you in two formats. One is the Facebook live stream, and if you're watching on that, today is February 14th, Monday. That's a Valentine's Day. Valentine's But, Monday. <laughs> that's right. But if you're、uh, joining us through the medium of shortwave today, well, there's a little bit of less love in the world, and it's Tuesday,、yeah. February 15th. Uh, I'm your host Leslie Liao, and joining me, you've already heard him. His name is Stash Butler. Hello, hello. And we're going to be talking to you about a number of news topics.、Um, one including lovers pay big as cost of roses soar. So if you're listening on shortwave, there might be a very good chance that、uh, rose prices have plummeted <laughs> after <laughs> Valentine's Day, which is a silver lining.、Uh, next, there's a lawmaker in Taiwan that. It needs to defend a proposal to transform a certain island off the eastern coast of Taiwan into an international tourist destination. Then we're going to be talking about a special decoration that's been really, really popular in Taiwan, actually, especially、uh, during Lantern Festival, which is part of the Lunar New Year celebration. And last, we're going to be telling you about where Taiwan ranked in Asia as.、Um, In, in regards to its democracy, right? Anyway, all that and more coming up next on here in Taiwan. Don't go away. Anyway,、uh, let's go really quickly. I just see something on our Facebook stream really quickly that I kind of want to address. Bon <laughs>、yeah. or Susie from the Vietnamese service. She says hi from Taidong. She's、oh. in Taidong right now. What? She's still on vacation. I'm. Is it Monday? I'm at work. She's in Taidong. <laughs> like, what's this all、That's、about? Fair. Yeah.、Um, well, do we have a Taiwan? You know, like, yeah, we were kind of laughing at Taiwan Plus, saying that、uh, our former colleague Andrew、yeah. now at New Broadcaster Taiwan Plus should establish a Taiwan bureau. Oh,、uh, sorry, Taidong bureau. You know, like, because he's so he's down there so often. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if RTI had a Taidong bureau, you know. I would like. I would down like on the beaches. The That's actually in tropical Taiwan. You're below the tropic of. Are you? Yeah. Which tropic is that again? Tropic of Cancer. Is it Cancer? Or yeah,、Capricorn? I think it's tropic Cancer. I get confused. Yeah, yeah. It's but, tropic but Cancer. It's down, yeah, I think it's because、uh, the Marcus somewhere in the East Rift Valley. So, it is. So I think、uh, maybe depending on which part of Taidong you're in. But anyway, lovely part of the country. I drove past it. Is what happens. Yeah.、Uh, Douglas North says sorry, I haven't been around as much lately. And Austin Patel says hi, Taiwan from Montreal, Canada. Well, hello, oh, Austin. Hello. And just to let you know,、uh, if you're from Montreal, Canada, Taiwan RTI does have a French service. 
Oh yes, we and do. Um, I'm looking at uh, Clement from the French service right now, who's in the. He doesn't know we're talking studio. about him. He does not know we're talking <laughs> about him. Anyway, uh, let's move out of the news topics. It's Valentine's Day today in Taiwan, and um, Taiwan takes its holidays very seriously, even if it is. I guess Valentine's Day is a Western holiday, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's uh, but it's a big thing here. Um, yeah, one of the things I guess that has made it across because Christmas is still, you know. I mean, well, no, I mean, Christmas is here as well. Yeah, Christmas is definitely here but, as but well. But, like, not in terms of holidays or anything. But, no, but um, but Valentine's Day, yeah, big it's, thing. We don't get the days off. I don't think, no, you don't get the day off no, for Valentine's Day no, in, no day off in other countries. Yeah, yeah, that's, that would be quite excessive. It would be quite excessive. Uh, but, yeah, a rainy Monday here, sadly. It's not the most romantic of days. And to make it worse... And to make it much worse. <laughs> to make it the worst, an even worse Valentine's Day, the price of roses, guys... It's through the roof. Are they? Like, how bad is it? Oh! It's, they've gone up three times. That's crazy. Yeah. So, price of roses have gone up three times on last year um, due to lower seasonal yields and increased demand. And, obviously, COVID playing its part in, wow. the, in lessening imports. But, yeah. So, uh, one, apparently, um, bundle of ro- roses sold at wholesale um, went for $1,800, which is about 60 US dollars. 60 US dollars for a bundle of roses. Yeah. I could I could think of at least like four other things that are at the same price that might make a better yeah make a better gift. I mean, tell us yeah, write us in the comments. Are you kind of a a traditional kind of Valentine's gift wow. person? Do you need the flowers? Do you need the chocolates? Or are you more kind of a experiential Valentine? So last kind of year person? it was one step, uh one rose, one rose is well, no 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 I'm sorry one bundle the one bundle. In the past few days, has been about twenty U.S. dollars, and that's threefold. So it grew threefold over three days, like a few days. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, I think there's, you know, these go for a range, presumably yeah, depending yeah. on time of day and freshness or whatever. But even that, even that twenty U.S. dollars was three times the average of last year, which was about five dollars or less than five dollars. Yeah, that's like, insane. More like, uh, yeah, five dollars. I mean, that. not to say that roses are a good investment, but if you were to speculate <laughs> on roses over the past few days, you could have bought. A bundle of roses for twenty, thirty dollars US dollars. This reminds me that so this is a big diversion, but do you yeah. do you know about this whole like tulip stuff that happened in like medieval Holland like yes. back in the day? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they speculated hard on, on yeah, tulips. wild. Like we could be seeing the next <laughs> the next kind of Dutch the tulip, tulip craze? speculation. Thing. Let's see. We every every year I think we talk about roses around this time. If I do remember correctly, I think Taiwan gets a lot of its roses from Ecuador. I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But oh, there was also. Well, I mean, it seems, it seems we're getting a lot of uh, uh, yeah. Imported roses have gone up in price because they're they're more scarce, and that means I mean, I guess just scarcity is pushing all the prices up. Yeah. Um. So yeah, expensive, man. I mean, yeah, that's a serious to wow. show. Rose pr- apparently, according to this news story, rose prices crashed in 2020. Really? When there were less, they were a bundle of roses was 100 NT, which is three dollars. Wow. So now you're paying sixty dollars for a bundle of roses. You could be eating roses. You could be eating roses. You better be eating roses. <laughs> like, dude, aren't there edible roses? Aren't, isn't that a like, thing? I feel there's a thing. If, uh, occasionally, I buy foods and they've got kind of petals on them, and I'm like. Is this edible? Is this edible? I think it is. I think it normally is. But and, and like rose water and yeah. stuff, you know, rose kind of water stuff. Well, I mean, you're not going to be getting roses in, um, from, sorry, from Mon- Montreal rather, because it's 25 degrees Celsius according to Austin Patel, who's writing. That's a us. lot. Yeah, that's a. Uh, that's they're gonna freeze your roses. Okay, uh, <laughs> uh, they are gonna freeze your roses. But luckily, one of the people, one of the customers in this news story of a Florida, Florida, what is that, florist? 
yes. floriculturalist. A floriculturalist. Have you ever heard of that? I have not. Yeah, that's known. a very fancy word. Yeah. Oh, they said that one of their customers spent seven thousand NT to buy ninety nine roses for their partner. Why nine? Is that is that like is ninety nine? There's like a, a. I can only guess. Yeah. But there's a song in there's a popular love song in Taiwan that references. Uh, 99 roses like I'm gonna yeah. give you 99 roses I'm thinking of that song you know that's like nine and oh no no that's, ni- that's 99 loof balloons <laughs> yeah. that's 99 balloons <laughs> totally different totally different those those probably aren't as expensive uh Gendalari says wow that price increase reminds me of all the Mother's Day and Father's Day price hikes at restaurants around here in the US now I can assure you that those price hikes are happening in restaurants in Taiwan, mm. but they're not as flagrant. Um, <laughs> what happens is, is in Taiwan, like for any holiday, they will say, oh, we have a set menu, a prefix menu. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. And then um, you, you have to it's just... It's a scam. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think so. Like, I, I think so. You have to buy in or you're, or you're cheap. Or you're, or you're cheap. Anyway, uh, guys, as, take it from me from an economics major in school. Find a different flower, maybe maybe tulips that have already gone through the uh, the flower crash. You said back in medieval Holland. Yeah, I wonder if they've recovered. I don't know. I don't, I don't think they've ever have, dude. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. I think there was some thing, right? serious speculation. Because Holland, they they speculated on tulips. I know, mm. and then Norway speculated hard on farm-raised salmon. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Back so in like, the day. I think even now, like farm-raised salmon in Norway is like dirt cheap. It's like, <laughs> I think I don't know. Like I don't know why I have all this like knowledge about I wonder, <laughs> economic trends. Well, it didn't, I mean, it was your major, right? It was my major. It was my major. <laughs> I think you can be forgiven. All right, let's move on. All right, Stash. So I want to talk. What would you say Taiwan's biggest tourist attraction is? Taiwan's biggest tourist attraction. Yeah. yeah. Like, what is something that people come here and they're just like, oh, you got to go. Or if your friend came to Taiwan and you're just like, they're just like, all right, Stash, what do I got to see? Oh, I mean, I think there's a lot of stuff around Taipei. Yeah. I think obviously Taipei 101 is the, you know, the the landmark, uh, the kind of most obvious symbol. Yeah. I probably take them to 101, 228 Memorial. Sorry, not to do. Sorry, um, the uh, the Shanghai Shek Memorial Hall. Uh-huh. I, I probably think a lot of people go to um, what's it called up in uh, where they think it's they think it's Spirited Away, but it's not. Oh, about Jiao Fen. Jiao Fen, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not Spirited Away. No. Oh, <laughs> so what was that all about? They, I don't know. I think someone just once said it, and then it's just sort of stuck. And then, but like they asked Hayao Miyazaki if Spirited Away. No, Hayao Miyazaki was like no. <laughs> and he was oh. like lol, no. <laughs> that's a huge. That's a huge hit to Taiwan. So no one tell. I mean, like obviously Jiao Fen is, has a lot of interest in people not knowing this oh. <laughs> because everyone goes there. Yeah, because do you know like. The movie Spirited Away is a very popular animated film by Japanese animator Hayao Miyazaki, and I, I bought into that. Like because really, you were like, you oh. go up there, like eighty percent of the merchandise is from the movie. <laughs> like, have you like? There, there's like movie. I've been a couple of times. I haven't spotted that though. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. hilarious. There's, there's like eighty percent of the merchandise is, is from that movie. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, that's gonna be huge hit to the local economy. No one there. tell them. No, don't, no one tell them. Uh, so one of one legislator. Uh, from the DPP, who is uh, Chen Obo, he has a proposal to transform Elan County's Turtle Island, which is a really small island off the county, off the uh, eastern coast of Elan County, which I just said. <laughs> oh, no, I'm re- uh, he wants to turn it into a tourist attraction. Have you ever been there, Stash? To to Turtle Island, yeah. I haven't. No. Okay, I have. Yeah, and um, it's quite. It is quite small, right? It's quite small. 
and but it used to be uh, inhabited. Now it's uninhabited. Right. There are remnants of like schools and like residences oh, wow. there, homes. Spooky. Yeah. And then now, and then they had to uh, make it a military zone because back in the 1970s, right, Taiwan and China were still at each other's throats. Is there any like? I mean, I can understand the islands in the Taiwan Strait because mm. then you're kind of you know facing China, but. Mm. But Turtle Island is like on the other side. It's it's kind of it's on the other side, is right? It, but is is that is that militarily useful, strategically important, or is it just kind of like convenient that you can kind of hide all your secret stuff over on an island? That's and, a good. That, now you got me. Thinking, I don't know. Man. You got me thinking I about some conspiracy stuff. We'll I've out. been there once, and yeah. they tell me like at the end of the night, like you're supposed everybody's supposed to vacate the island. You're supposed to get out. Oh. And they have a single, like, retired Marine who patrols the island to, like, find off any stragglers and, like, send them back. What do you do on Turtle Island at the moment? So, on Turtle Island... Do you go on or do you just sort of... uh, Yeah, you go on. You don't, like, kind of circle it People actually go there to kind of... There's, um... They have what's it called? It's called Nyonaihu, which means mm. a, a milk lake in the middle of the ocean. The only thing is, it's like a super, it's an acidic part of the ocean. Oh. So that's why the water in that particular area is white. Oh. And it looks like milk. So and people you, hang out there. So you're not meant to go in it. But or... people still do. Oh. Yeah. There are some dermatologists who are just like, that is really acidic water. Like, <laughs> that is terrible for you. Not only that, but in recent years, uh, Turtle Island has been shown to have some volcanic activity oh really yeah yeah. so you you gotta gotta be careful yeah you gotta be really careful so what did he said he said the tourism bureau has listed turtle island um as potential destinations for international tourists right so where's the problem with this proposal yeah i mean i think it seems like someone was suggesting uh that they put like a big um hotel on it uh, and <laughs> uh, and then everyone was like, um, maybe not, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. I got I gotta no. say, I'm very impressed with Taiwan's ability to get like to set up logistics in remote and desolate places or like high mountain areas. <laughs> yeah. But an island off the coast, a small island at that off the coast of Ilan, I don't know if you want to put a five star hotel there. I don't know if that's what it sounds It'd have like. It'd be a really special hotel, I think, to justify because I mean, like you say. You'd go out there and you go to the hotel, but there wouldn't like there's not a huge amount to do yeah, yeah. in terms of cultural life out uh, out on Turtle Island. Uh, he did want to build an international hotel on the island. I didn't say five star hotel, but an international hotel. I mean, on the island. it would need to be a quite quite a lot of stars. Like I say, it sounds like a logistical nightmare getting yeah. out of there, man. I mean, and also you know, inevitably, I'm sure there's some kind of very fragile ecosystems out there that would be disrupted um, by this sudden influx of sort of building and. Um, Probably not the best idea, yeah. but it seems like he's uh, he's kind of backing away, or he just he's he's just keen to. I mean, the thing is, a lot of local politicians. You know, we saw it uh, a couple of years ago with Han Guoyu in, yeah, in yeah. Kaohsiung, kind of this whole idea of maybe kind of reinvigorating these parts of Taiwan that have maybe been left. I mean, slightly overlooked possibly by central authorities for a while i think han Gori said he wanted to bring disneyland to yeah Taiwan. there was like disneyland <laughs> i'm pretty sure there was some other kind of like international like marriott or whatever i'm sure that maybe they have a marriott in, yeah they do Kaohsiung. yeah i mean but, you know like some some kind of other big names um and it's often just a kind of vote winning tactic so yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if that's a bit of what's going on here austin patel says ulai falls in taroko is his uh vote and taroko is beautiful oh yeah actually there yeah, is a right. five-star hotel on taroko and it's oh. amazing because taroko is a huge it's like it's it's all mountain roads and it's like uh steep drops yeah there's like rivers it's one of the most intimidating landscapes I've ever <laughs> been in 
but there's a five-star hotel out there yeah. and it's fully furnished. And I just thought to myself, I was so fascinated when I went there because I was like, how did they get these things up You're here? You're a very practical thinker. <laughs> I am. I'm, I am. Because um, it's, it just blew my mind, yeah. man. Like to think of all the construction trucks that had to go up and down and yeah. you need bulldozers and you need like, what's it called? Backhoes. Yeah. And uh, to get up there, I'm just like, how do they fit? The roads here are barely enough for my, like, two-door sedan. <laughs> how do they get anything of size up here? I, I have friends who've, who've, who've stayed there. I stayed there once. Really? It's, it's, it's very nice. Really? It's very nice. I'd love to go someday, but it's you super sh- expensive. It is. And it's also hard to get a reservation right. as well. I bet even harder now. Yeah. Blows my mind. Man. Still blows my mind. Like I, bet I, I can be there, and then I just want to ask, like the receptionist, like, so how did they get everything up here, right? <laughs> you, I mean, but then you get like when you climb some of the mountains in Taiwan, the lodges and stuff. You like, there's there's no road. Yeah, yeah. So all of that has yeah. to be hauled up by people. And yeah. You're like, that's just how did they do that? And then they said uh, Taiwan's highest peak, which is Jade Mountain. Yeah. The, the the Central Weather Bureau has an outpost out there. Yeah. And apparently there's a huge like panoramic window. I saw that. They, that's so it looks so cool. Man. They helicoptered it up there. Oh, that yeah, window. Yeah, yeah. It was. They, they, they specifically <laughs> did a piece on that window. They're just like, look at the biggest window on the highest mountain in Taiwan. And it's just like. The guy, it's for the director general's office oh. up on the up on the mountain station. I thought just, it would just be like some. I was just imagining some lowly official up there. No, 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 no. With the like the world's best office. The director general's <laughs> just like, yeah, look at this baby. They had a helicopter. Wow. Well, the director general's up there. He clearly like. <laughs> he's he's really removed from, yeah. from everything, right? It's like this is like the world's like it's like the biggest way of saying like don't bother me. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, like my office is gonna be up a mountain. Uh, you really won't be able to get me down. No, <laughs> working from home, working from like that office. Uh, Sui Susie says, "How about Taidong Hot Air Balloon Festival? Did you go to that stash?" Uh, I I've never been to that. No. Okay, have you? No, but hot air balloons fascinate me. Yeah, man. I'd love to. I'd love to give it a go. Um, every year they have what's it called? They uh, there's a big plateau up in Lu Ye Ping Tai mm. in uh, in in Taitung, and there they set up a bunch of hot air balloons, mm. and they just go out, and you just see not just Taitung, but you just see a bunch of hot air balloons, well, which is kind of cool. My my friend was talking about going uh, hang gliding in Taitung oh. recently. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd yeah, love yeah. to do that. There, there's um hang gliding is fascinating, dude, because have you ever seen it? It's like guys in sleeping bags. <laughs> no. And they just have a big parachute from like off in the sleeping bag. And they're just like hanging out there. Why are they in sleeping bags? Well, I, I think it's just, just how old. I, I, I call it a sleeping bag because it looks like a sleeping <laughs> bag. There's probably a technical term for it. And I'm just using my layman <laughs> observation. Austin Patel says, I always suggest to friends who don't have enough time to travel around Taiwan to go to Geelong and just try all the, the foods possible. Geelong, huh? Yeah. I've never been to Geelong. You've never been to Geelong? Dude, you've... I've, I mean, it's You've not very far. You've circled around Taiwan. You've <laughs> I never know, been we, Geelong? We could have skipped Geelong because it's, it's a bit out of the way. Yeah. I mean, I've been like near Geelong. I've been like past Geelong, but I've never been into Geelong. I mean, okay, it's mostly got, destroyed in the war, man. we got to fix that. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on next door, All man. Right. All right. So I want to talk to you about the Lantern Festival because we're just coming out of a Lantern... Uh, not Lantern Festival, Lunar New Year. That's right. And it's the Year of the Tiger, but... Um, even though the holiday in Taiwan is officially over, according to the work calendar, uh, celebrations don't really end until Lantern Festival, which is tomorrow, the 15th. And right. again, if you're listening on shortwave, it's actually today. <laughs> and um, every year, the Taiwan Tourism Bureau, they put on a big like Lantern Festival kind of event. This year, it's happening in Kaohsiung. And like I said, it's the Year of the Tiger. 
and there's always like fun merchandise that goes around with it one of them one of the really popular merchandise is actually a little tiger tail <laughs> that you hang from the back of your pants and it looks like you have a tiger tail <laughs> you have a tiger tail and i, I don't know if, yeah do you have one i don't because uh. because they are so popular they're sold out <sighs> they retail for like 200 nt yeah. retail yeah, yeah, yeah but like people are paying as much as like five times five six times that price to oh, get it online wow. i don't know why it's so big it's made of plastic i think right yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean these things it's such a taiwanese thing isn't it it's they, like this one thing like becomes like just trending and then like everybody wants it. it yeah, yeah and yeah. uh it's it's i don't know because it's just a special celebration like if you watch taiwan insider which is our show here's our plug watch taiwan insider <laughs> um there it was that was the plug emma had a uh, a little paper like tiger yeah, lantern yeah, yeah, that she yeah, yeah, showed yeah. off and the tourism bureau always does that they yeah, always do they yeah. always have some kind of They've always got some lantern, stuff. yeah which is kind of fun yeah but this time they have th these tiger tails are just selling out like hotcakes and the people just think oh it's just really cute yeah it's a little black and uh, not black and orange tube yeah that just hangs off the back of your pants <laughs> and people are paying like top dollar for it and I, I guess I shouldn't have gotten worked so worked up at the rose prices earlier. Yeah, I mean, have you seen anyone like out and about wearing these kinds of things? No, it's all in it's all in southern uh, it's all in southern Taiwan. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't seen them, but mm. apparently they're a huge hit. So, <laughs> uh, if you're looking for those, that's what's going on. I mean, wow, this is re this really is like the supply and demand inflation here in Taiwan episode, right? <laughs> yeah. Where it's economics, bit of economics Taiwan. I think we should uh, talk about the democracy. Yeah, let's, let's get move on to right that on there. All right, one of Taiwan's claim to fame is its democracy. Now, The Economist always comes out with a democracy index where it ranks the quality of democracy across all countries, or major democracies, it's not everywhere, just countries, everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere yeah. So uh, let's tell me about where Taiwan ranked. Yeah, so Taiwan actually had a very good year last year. Um, and, you know, I, to be honest, I, I actually kind of read that whole report and I was really interested. It's, it's, they're quite bleak. It's quite bleak findings, actually, because they're... Cause they're broadly saying that global democracy is on the decline. Yeah. But last year, Taiwan was the headline kind of winner. It came up to uh, to 11th in their, their global rankings. Um, uh, and it was, you know, only a few countries around the world. I think off the top of my head, I think it's like 20 or so does the economist classify as full democracies. Uh -huh. And then below that, it's got flawed democracies and then uh, hybrid regimes and then authoritarian regimes. Wow. And so Taiwan is in that elite group of actual full democracies. Uh, it scored just under 8.99 out of 10 uh, for its democracy score. 8.99 out of 10. Wow. We, yeah, did, so, we, so we couldn't clear the A, huh? We couldn't clear that nine, sadly. Yeah. Um, and that measures a, a bunch of things, um, kind of four kind of things. Basically, electoral process and pluralism. Uh, so basically, you know, are there fair elections? Yeah. Um, does, can everyone vote? Uh, number two is the functioning of government. Does, I mean, do, uh, yeah, does... Does, does the government work? Uh, are they, does are they, the government <laughs> work? Yeah, are they are they are they kind of loads of influence groups, or is it fairly representative? Um, and number three being participation in kind of political society. You know, do women and minor, minorities take place take part? Um, how is adult literacy? Uh, and then finally, kind of democratic political culture. Um, basically, just the culture in general. Um, and and yeah, so Taiwan is doing great up to eight this year nice. so up from 11 to 8 you thought you know sky's the limit 
you very, know, very nice. I mean, it's it's a classic kind of the ones ahead of us are all the kind of classic Nordic countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where's where's the USA? Where's the USA? Oh, not doing too good. No, man. no, no. USA is actually a, a class class as a flawed democracy. So um, it's uh, not in the top. It's not in the elite group. Oh dear. Yeah, 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 yeah. The USA oh is scored seven point eight five on that. Um, and it's and Taiwan's ahead of the UK as well, eight point one zero. Just to be. How do you feel clear. about that one? Uh, I mean, yeah, fair. Uh, yeah, I've yeah, got to hand it to them. I mean, that's, I mean, what can you say? You've got to be a, a gracious loser. Uh, anyway, that's about all the time we have for this edition of Here in Taiwan. Thank you so much for joining us and listening to uh, Stash and I talk about what's happening around Taiwan. Like I said, up next, we have hashtag Taiwan and status update for Here in Taiwan. I'm Leslie Leo. And I'm Stash Butler. Don't go away, you guys. Welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. Every week on this show, we take a look at what's trending online in Taiwan, whether that's a social media meme or a popular YouTube video, or maybe a piece of news that a lot of online users are talking about. And this week, we're going to be talking about the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics, which is particularly interesting to know that Taiwan is actually participating in the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics because A, Taiwan and China have a very strenuous relationship right now, and B, Taiwan is a subtropical climate that sees snow very, very rarely. So, so for me, I can't imagine where Taiwan gets winter sport athletes from or where they train or what their regimen is like. But at this year's Winter Olympics, it's a little more for Taiwan than just regular sports. There's a lot more at stake and there's a lot more controversy to have to tiptoe around given the political situation. That's coming up next on Hashtag Taiwan. It might seem like we just got out of one Olympic Games, but guess what? It's time for another. The 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics kicked off on February 4th and it's scheduled to go until February 20th. Given the current political situation, you might think that Taiwan isn't participating in the Winter Olympics in China. Or you might think that Taiwan's not participating because it's a subtropical country where snow is treated like a tourist attraction. But the reality is, yes, Taiwan is participating in Beijing 2022. And if you're wondering how, well just remember that the Caribbean country Jamaica also has a bobsledding team. Taiwan sent four athletes to compete in three sports, two in alpine skiing, one in luge, and one in speed skating. The speed skater, 33-year-old Huang Yuting, got into some trouble on social media last Thursday on the eve of the Winter Olympics. She uploaded training footage of herself wearing the uniform of the Chinese team. If you're a longtime watcher of this show, I don't have to tell you why that's a problem. China claims Taiwan as part of its territory, and it threatens Taiwan with military force regularly. So a Team Taiwan member wearing a Chinese uniform kind of sends the wrong message. In response to criticisms, Huang said that politics and sports should be kept separate. She said there are no borders in athletics. However, Huang is one of Team Taiwan's flag bearers at Beijing 2022. So some people, like Taiwanese legislator Xu Zijie, think Huang should have been a little more sensitive when representing the country. Some people were so upset with Huang that they hurled eggs at her picture, which 
I really don't think is necessary. I mean, there's an egg shortage in Taiwan right now. Come on, man. Now, let's fast forward to the opening ceremony. Last year at the Tokyo 2020 Summer Olympics, we talked about how Japanese national broadcaster NHK called Team Taiwan, Taiwan, and not Chinese Taipei, the team's official designation at the Olympic Games. Now, if you don't get why that's a big deal, I'm going to leave a link in the description box below to the episode of Hashtag Taiwan that explains why that was a big deal. NHK did the same thing during the Beijing opening ceremony, so it's pretty neat that they're staying consistent. During the opening ceremony, a large group of children holding dove-shaped lanterns gathered on stage. One of the children went astray and another had to lead them back into the group. Some users on Chinese social media believed that unruly child and their subsequent return to be a metaphor for Taiwan. Like Taiwan is the unruly kid who went astray and it will inevitably be returned to China's fold, which hey man, whatever you say. I don't know what to make of that display because I'm still impressed with the fact that Taiwan, with its tropical heat and climate and its humidity, somehow managed to send athletes to the Winter Olympics. And that just about does it for this week's edition of Hashtag Taiwan. What do you think? Does Taiwan's uh, participation in the Winter Olympics surprise you at all? If not, be sure to tell me why and hit us up on our Facebook page at Taiwan Insider or Radio Taiwan International. Taiwan Insider is the show that Hashtag Taiwan is a part of, which is produced by Radio Taiwan International. Or you can always find us on Twitter or on YouTube. You're more than welcome to check out our news content there or our other shows created by the other fantastic show producers here at Radio Taiwan International. Also, when you're checking out our social media, make sure to send us a message, leave us a like, send us a tweet. Just let me know that you guys are watching and enjoying our content. And if you're not enjoying it, be sure to send us some suggestions and tell us how we can improve on the format that we regularly do. Anyway, that's it for this week's edition of Hashtag Taiwan. Once again, thank you so much for joining me. And also, if you guys have any requests for topics for me to cover on Hashtag Taiwan, I'm always open to that too. Anyway, guys, until next week, stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you again very soon. This is Status Update. Hello there, you just tuned into Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Tomasz Koper. This is a program where we read your letters to us uh, about programs that you listened to in the past week or so, your comments about it and how the reception was and everything. We always like to read your letters on this program and uh, keep them coming. And so maybe you want to take a pen and pencil and start writing too as you listen to the show. But uh, we're going to start by talking about the fact that we got nice weather today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, because it's Such been rainy nice and it's been damp and it's just been freezing. And it was such a nice day that my cat was really having a wild day, morning, <laughs> actually. Um, so I usually the cat sleeps in my son's room. And so in the morning when he start, you know, when she starts meowing, then I'll let her out. And it's a good thing that I let her out. The living room was like, you know, with the sun rays and everything coming on the floor. She was just having a great time. Unfortunately, my son was like facing the backside. So the sun never gets into his room, uh. Yeah, which is really a pity. Because usually when we when nobody's in the house, we keep the cat in my son's room. Because I think she, if we let her just run around the living room, I don't know what we're going to find when we get home. Because <laughs> I think she's a more rowdy kind of explorer kind very, of little very cat. Very lively. Yes, uh, very much. And actually, she doesn't like you petting it unless you're, you know, like she welcomes it. But she likes to bite you when she doesn't, yeah, she kind of just, you know, 
Yeah, I, I don't like it when she does that around my ankles. It just have uh, it's a very sensitive spot. Anyway, but she was like crazy on the floor. I mean, I was like, you know, I've never seen her like that, and just romping around, just you know, on her back, and then just turning around and and hugging me and and just laying there right in the sun. And for a moment, I thought, you know, I'm gonna put her back in the room. In my son's room, she starts crying. Oh. So I said, "Okay, well, I'm not leaving the house quite yet. All right, I'll let you out again." <laughs> it was just really wonderful. I mean, you know, it puts everybody in such a good mood when the yeah, weather's nice, that's right? That's true. Now I woke up today feeling uh, completely differently than yesterday. Okay, when and the like you didn't feel like rain. coming to work? No, well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually, I, I, I actually felt like coming to work more <laughs> okay. than when it's raining. Oh my, yeah, my spirit was up, and I was like, "Yeah, I know, mm, yeah." Up and so, at him. I know, really. So, what a difference, right? That's true. Hey, Thomas, you don't like carry an umbrella, do you? I do not. No. I I realize that you know when it rains, you're walking in with this like short raincoat on you, and you're、right. all wet from top to bottom. <laughs> yeah, but well, I do have a raincoat.、Uh, I do have one new raincoat. It's it's a thing that has been developed in Taiwan.、Oh. Uh, it's a a two piece raincoat designed especially for Taiwanese scooters. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I think they're better off than one piece. I、right. think. Although, so I'm I'm waiting for、yeah. that.、Um, oh, you haven't gotten it yet. No, because my,、oh, those my, are great. my、yeah. wife ordered one that was developed by a Taiwanese startup, and、uh-huh. they are selling those through a crowdfunding、oh. website, similar to Kickstarter. Yeah. Or、uh, what's the other one? I forget. Right.、Mm, but it's、uh, not been shipped yet. So、uh-huh. I, I'm still waiting, waiting. and、uh, hoping that it's not a scam, <laughs> because sometimes <laughs> those projects can be scams. Yeah, I know.、Uh, they promise a product and they never deliver. Okay. But、um, th- this one looked legit, so、yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to getting、Good. my raincoat.、Um, but I'm. It would really come in handy around this time of year because it rains a lot in、yes. Taipei in the winter. But I'm gonna use it in the summer as well, where、yeah. when rains are less frequent but more intense. Right, right. Well, because I've noticed that about guys, you know, that they don't like to carry umbrellas. Like my husband、they、is don't, one. Yeah, yeah, you know. But my wife、rains. doesn't either. Oh, okay. A- any, any time. <laughs> unless it's an yeah, exception. If, <laughs> it, unless it's really raining heavily. Sure. If it's a drizzle,、yeah. neither of us take umbrellas. Yeah.、Uh, okay. Well, just something I've noticed. Anyway, <laughs> well, let's get to the letters. So we always love to hear from you. Our address, by the way, it's PO Box one two three dash one nine nine Taipei Taiwan. You can always email us. It's RTI at RTI dot org dot TW. And、uh, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, right. As RTI English or Radio Taiwan International English、uh, on all three of those platforms. Right, you can always leave us comments. Okay, so I've got a letter here coming to us from David Ansel of England, and it looks like it's a, a it's a perfect uh, uh, form called the British DX Club, and so it says here,、uh, dear sirs. Well, ma'am, it is my pleasure to report reception of Radio Taiwan International broadcasting to South Asia on six one zero zero kilohertz. Um, I heard your station in English on January twenty fourth at sixteen hundred plus hours UTC. My receiver is a communication set made by Texan model number PL eight eight zero. The area used is in outdoor long wire. Reception of the station was fair to a fair signal, no interference, some noise, moderate fading. Hey, that's pretty good. But、um, simple rating,、uh, he gave a three five three three three. To prove that I actually listened to your station, here are some details of the program heard. Uh, 
so at 1600 UTC, here heard the news and the latest COVID infections item on Taiwan Air. Oh, yes, um, Air Identification Zone. Um, Australia working with Taiwan leak from Japanese nuclear plant. And then at 1610, stay tuned for further 50 minutes of English programming. And then, um, okay, it says here that, sorry, I don't use email or internet. If the details above are in accordance with your schedule and show that I heard the broadcast, we'd very much uh, be very pleased to receive your Kibasa card, no problem. And schedule. Thank you, you in anticipation and hoping to tune in again soon. Well, please do. So that was again um, David Ansel of England. Thank you very much for your letter. Yes. Um, I have one, a handwritten letter uh, from uh, Mr. Otto Schwartz uh, from Calabash, uh, North Carolina. USA. Yeah, so good to hear from you, Otto. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Oh. But um, yes, he's uh, one of our regulars. I see. Yes. Uh, so he tuned in on two days, November 28th and December 3rd. Uh, this letter took a while <laughs> getting mm. to us. Uh, mail is really slow these mm. days. Um on November 28th, um, Mr. Schwartz heard here in Taiwan and Jukebox Republic. On December 3rd, Taiwan Insider with Natalie. Uh, Taiwan Today, also with Natalie. Uh, news playlist. Um, and uh, Mr. Schwartz lists all the details of the programs. Uh, but let me get to the part that is uh, for us. Oh, okay. uh, dear friends at RTI, uh, first of all, thank you for the beautiful QSL card depicting the uh, bamboo st- steamer shop in Kaohsiung City. Oh. Mm. Um, I'm enclosing several recent listening reports on broadcasts in oh, it's handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, I tuned in on my uh, at at home. Okay, I got it. Uh, I enjoy your programs very much. Uh, they are always interesting, informative and or entertaining. Uh, well, we hope for an end. <laughs> we hope to be entertaining as well yes. as informative and interesting. Um, I rely on your help to stay abreast of the latest Taiwan China developments. There is ongoing media coverage here of China's intention of unifying Taiwan with mainland China, perhaps by force, um, though invasion and how the US would react uh, should this occur. I, um, I normally I would not object to the one China policy if Taiwan could govern the country or at least if there would be a coalition government with both sides sharing power. Sadly, I don't mm. think that is yeah. possible uh, under the current Chinese leadership or any previous Chinese leadership that I can think of. Um, what if Chiang Kai-shek's uh, Guomindang party had defeated Mao Zedong's Communist Party in China's civil war? Um, there would now probably be a one democratic China. Hmm. This is a difficult issue yeah. uh, because historians like to debate this point um, off record, usually. <laughs> this is something that historians do after hours when they go to bars. <laughs> and I, I do have a friend who's a professor of history, of Chinese history at the University of Warsaw, who came here a few times and we did have long conversations on uh-huh. what would happen. Um, and the consensus is that, or our consensus was that it wouldn't necessarily result in a democratic China. You have to remember that Chiang Kai-shek was an authoritarian. Mm. Uh, he wasn't a yeah. democrat by any definition of the word. No. Uh, and that possibly could have resulted in a democratic transformation like we saw in Taiwan, but there are no guarantees in right. alternate history. Right. Um, 
So the, the letter is signed uh, sincerely Otto Schwartz. There's a PS. Uh, I love Shirley Lynn's Jukebox Republic program about sweets and related songs. Oh. I love sweets, but not when they are too sweet, as much uh, um, as much of the commercially produced pastry is. Mm. American sweets are very sweet, I have to admit. Uh, yes. Too sweet for me. I'm, I am I have European sensibilities when it comes to sweets. Mm. Uh, I Especially American chocolate is something that I just can't get yeah. used to. It has this specific taste oh, that okay. is very alien to Europeans. Oh, okay. uh, there's also a, a card enclosed, uh, I know. Peace on Earth. It's really cute with it some is. puppies and kittens. I know. And so uh, in, on the inside, it says, Happy Holidays and Best Wishes for the New Year, Otto Schwartz. Thank you very oh, much, Mr. You. Schwartz. And uh, please tune in again. Yes, please do. It's really, really, really good to hear from you. And then I've got uh, an email from Brian Newell, uh, our listener from uh, Indiana, USA, uh, Logan's Point, Indiana, USA. And actually, it's addressed to me. It says, Dear Shirley, Happy New Year of the Tiger. I like your new program, Taiwan Exclusive. Yes, um, it's a program where, you know, like what, what it actually is self-explanatory, just anything that I think, okay, I have to emphasize this, that I think is exclusive to Taiwan. And I've um, actually lived in... You know, I explained that in the first episode. I've lived in many different, well, not many. I lived in Hong Kong, Japan, and the States, so I can really only just compare to those places I've lived in. And so what what things that I think are exclusively Taiwanese or, you know, in Taiwan that you can find in Taiwan. So it can be a sound or it can be a um, um, uh, food, of course, uh, so, you know, to taste, and it could be an, uh, a smell or whatever. Anyway, so um, it says here that Brian, he says that 22 years ago, he had the fortune to visit Dihua Jie, uh, which is Dihua Street, during the two-week period before the Lunar New Year. I remember the most amazing herbal drink slash soup sold by a happy vendor, and he included a picture, uh, looked like a young female mm-hmm. vendor with a big smile on her face, and there's a big sign that says, basically it says, pure southeastern flavor, southeast Asian flavor, and it's like... Um, uh, uh, coconut milk mm. and um, yeah and so oh, sounds and delightful was, I love both those things coconut really? and milk yeah yeah I'm not sh- yeah I'm not, not really into coconut oh. yeah myself but it is an acquired sure. uh, not an acquired taste it is kind of. a very divisive <laughs> taste uh, some people love it some people hate it yeah uh, it's kind of like cilantro or parsley uh, where the okay. two camps are at odds with each other <laughs> there is no middle ground you either love it or hate it <laughs> right I love cilantro, I do. I do as well. Yeah, parsley too. Uh, So anyway, it says here, uh, would this drink fit in with Taiwan Exclusive? Well, you know, I was just looking at this and discussed with Tomas, and I think that um, not really like, you know, something that's a Taiwanese drink, I would say, because it actually said here it's more Southeastern Asian flavor. So I'm guessing it's, um, yeah. The Southeast Asian population in Taiwan is, is growing and has been huge. growing for yeah. decades. Yes, uh, there are more Indonesian immigrants in Taiwan than Aber- uh, uh, sorry indigenous Taiwanese. Yes, um, uh, yeah, and days, yeah. and there's a lot of Vietnamese food That's and right. restaurants yeah. here. A lot of that Vietnamese culture Taiwan, right here too. Taiwan has throughout its history has been a melting pot of Pan- cultures. Totally, yeah. totally. Uh, yeah. Right now. The culture that is most prominently seen in Taiwan is this sort of Chinese culture that that is uh, or has been brought over uh, from Fujian, mm. um, 
over centuries uh, and centuries ago as well. Yeah. Uh, but there have always been other influences, uh, including including some European influences as well. Right. Um, but Japanese, Japanese, um, oh, for in- sure, indigenous influences, and now Korean. Yeah. Oh. Man, we've restored the Korean service, by the way, at Radio Taiwan International. <laughs> we used to have it, and then they said budget cut, but now we've got to have it back, you mm-hmm. know, with this Korean fever here. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, and it says here, my Chinese is not so good. Oh, talking about the sign, mm-hmm. you know, the drink sign. It would take me a long time to figure out these characters. I just remember this drink was served up from a steaming cauldron full of fragrant herbs. I'm curious to know if there might be a story behind this drink. Hmm, yeah. We would have to sure look into I can, it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I wish I could. But um, see if I, but that was twenty two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> all 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 manner of milk based drinks are available in Taiwan, and m- most oh. of them are really delicious. There's yeah. papaya milk. There's mango milk. And there's uh, the bubble tea. Milk. There's bubble tea, yeah, of course. Milk, tea, uh, milk the, tea. Yeah, with the tapioca balls. Oh, I, Chewable I, drink. I I'm not so hot on the tapioca balls, but I'm I do either. love. Uh, the milk the tea, milk tea. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I think actually prefer the mini kind of um, tapioca balls to the big ones. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like the mini ones. You know, the tiny mini ones. Well, you know what? It says here, P.S. Your cat, our cat, inspired a bit of a New Year's poem, mm. the Year of the Tiger, but tiger spelled T-Y-G-E-R, mm-hmm. and then 2022. Okay, our cat is called Shalom, uh-huh. which means peace in yeah. in Hebrew. Shalom, Shalom, the Year of the Cat. A tiger burning bright. What is the source of its glowing light? The sun it does continue to shine. The lovely sunflower traces the line. Each day it returns with a touch of the dew and finds the good way to follow anew. Tiger, tiger burning bright. What is the source of your glowing light? Wow, that was really good. Now I read it again, second time. And it's, it is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much, Brian. Nice. That was really nice. Okay, well, so that was again Brian Newell of Logansport, Indiana, USA. Thank you for your letter. I have one from uh, Mohammed El Said Ab- uh, El Rahim, who writes, um, This is my email that I am writing, a letter in which I renew the feelings of communication and love that I have for you and Radio Taiwan International, wishing you all progress and prosperity. Ladies and gentlemen, when I see a picture of a postcard or a gift with the logo of Radio Taiwan International, I feel nostalgic for those good times, the times of listening and following up on programs, paragraphs, and news. Yesterday, I saw that picture that took me back about 20 years or more, and for good memories, I received from Radio Taiwan International a small towel in the shape of a fish. I still keep it until now. Yeah, he included a picture yes, in the back. Yes, yeah. there's a right. picture of a, a whole range of goodies. From um, RTI. A, yeah. uh, there's an RTI t-shirt. There's an RTI uh, pen uh, coaster, I think, a lunchbox, or wow. maybe that's a small makeup kit. I'm not sure oh, what that okay. is. It's closed, but uh, yeah, there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff here. Okay. Um, also, when I saw the picture of a circular QSL card, it was very beautiful. Of course, I have dozens and lots of QSL cards for Taiwan Radio International, and how I wish to receive such a card, I will try in the next few days to send a listening report, and I hope to succeed so that I can get those QSL cards. 
Okay. It is the motto of Radio Taiwan International, which every time I watched it, uh, I felt happy. And I felt nostalgia for those days, for those years, days, and decades that increased my friendship to Radio Taiwan International. I wish you good times and best regards, Mohammed El Said Abd uh, El Rahim. Thank right. you very much. Thank for you your very letter. much. Yeah. Um, and actually, that's all the time we have for oh. status update. Thank you so much, and keep those letters coming. Our address again is PO Box One Two Three Dash One and Nine Taipei Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. For status update, I'm Shirley Lin, and I'm Tomas Kopper. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International, Taiwan's national broadcaster. We hope you enjoyed our programs. You can catch all of our latest news, audio, and video features on our website at en.rti.org.tw. Again, go to our website en.rti.org.tw for engaging news, videos, and programs about Taiwan. If you like to hang out on social media, RTI is there too. Our Facebook URL is Radio Taiwan International, and you can watch our engaging video features, including the weekly news magazine program Taiwan Insider, on our YouTube channel, RTI English. Again, our YouTube channel is RTI English. For those who enjoy the Twitter sphere, our handle for Taiwan Insider is at Taiwan Insider. For RTI English, it's at. Radio Taiwan underscore ENG, and if you'd like to enjoy us on your smartphone, just download our app RTI to go. That's one of the best ways to enjoy all our news, videos, and programs. That's RTI to go. If you're a shortwave listener, we have two channels in Asia. For South Asia, tune into six one hundred kilohertz from sixteen hundred to seventeen hundred UTC. To Southeast Asia, you can hear us on one five three two zero kilohertz from zero three hundred to zero four hundred UTC. We would love to know what you think of our programs. Email us at English at RTI org Thank you again for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International. Mm-hmm.